right, we are live here. That was a very weak clap. That was but, the you know, weak clap. We're into it now. We're doing uh, doing something a little different tonight. Going live on Instagram, doing this feedback episode. Yep. Um, kind of trying to engage you guys that way too. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think about that for the people on Instagram, and uh, for the people who are hearing this, uh, you know, after the fact, also let us know what you think and other ways we can connect with you and, and let you guys know what's up. So, hundred percent. This is obviously a feedback episode. So we had a special two-parter last time, Reverend Verstag and the Reverend Parnell, both uh, missionaries and, and ministers in different contexts. Uh, so that was really cool to talk to them, to hear their experiences, um, even if it was just over Zoom in the case of Reverend Parnell. But that was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, anything that stood out to you, maybe we'll start with Verstag there, Ty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, it was a little bit different that uh, we only had to talk to them for 45 minutes, but it was, it was kind of fun. It was like uh, a little bit more of an interview than it was a conversation that we were typically used to, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was really cool to hear, I guess, from both of them f- from their different contexts. Cause we're like, you know, you, you grew up all over the world, but you know, I grew up, um, in Hamilton. So like we talk about Hamilton a lot and we talk about Ontario a lot, but it was cool to hear like PNG, which is the obviously yeah. other side of the world. Right. And then, you know, the Bible Belt, which is like, you know, something you hear about and something you can kind of imagine. And, you know, we have it on like a smaller scale here, like in Southern Ontario, Niagara. But yeah, right. Yeah. Not like Niagara West Glanbrook. Oh, no, that's not a writing the anymore. corridor. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. But yeah, no, it was really cool to hear that. So um, things that stuck out to me, um, probably mostly the psalm book, how they built the psalm book. It was really cool. Um, I... I, you know, I'm used to having a song book and then like trying to refine it and do this kind of thing to it. But like, it was always kind of a unified thing in, in our lives anyways. Um, so it was cool to hear him talk about the, the way they unified a song book between congregations who were just all singing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They like, and the fact that they came up with it through their seminary was interesting. And I didn't, I didn't think it would come about that way. Yeah. I don't think, know they had really much of a choice, but. Well, yeah, it would, that's like one of their main institutions there. So that's yeah. kind of how you would come out with a product like that, I guess, yeah. I would suppose. But I think, what did you say prior to that? They kind of just had an assortment of songs. It was kind of different from church to church. And, and they yeah. were looking to Yeah, to well, they were pretty far away that. too, right? So like traveling yeah. through the jungle to a different village and all of a sudden you're singing different stuff. Yeah. And then I guess you wouldn't have visitors like you would hear more than likely. But I mean, obviously there's some people moving around. Yeah, um, probably not to the same Cuba. extent. I, I would assume. I mean, he could probably correct us, but yeah, it's not every day you go for a cruise through the jungle. <laughs> no, exactly. Right? But then you come to a church and you don't know any of the songs, so it's not like you could be part of the same federation. And then they set up classes and and synods and what? Or I don't know if they had a synod. They set up a classes though of all the churches, so yeah. they were working together like that. But then if you went to a different church, you wouldn't even recognize it necessarily. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm curious. We didn't really ask them about liturgy, but I'm kind of curious about if their liturgy was all the same too. If that was like based on the same thing. Yeah, it would have been similar. Well, the, he yeah. did say they used DeVisser's principles. Um, this is from like a speech he gave mm-hmm. 10 years ago, according to uh, Reverend Verstag. And yeah. Yeah, a few of those were, uh, what was it again? Like it had to fit into the liturgy, had to be one of, uh, had to make sense for like, you know, a uh, uh, confession of sin kind of thing. Yeah. yeah or right. uh, rejoicing. Yeah. 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 Um, what what yeah. else was there? Uh, yeah, redemptive it was like, history and show yeah. redemptive history. Yeah, too. It had to be faithful to scripture. So uh, they could just like, you're singing a psalm, but um, the actual uh, sung words had to be, you know, faithful to the text. Mm. Right. Which yep. is something that I think we've struggled, not struggled with, but something that we've been aware of with our psalms. I know that before they did the revision that is currently being used in our Psalter hymnal, 
um, whatever it's not called the Salter Hermel. Yeah. Genevan Anglo Genevan Salter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that this revision actually went back closer to some of the text, which is some yeah. of the wording get more awkward. I think. Perhaps. Um, yeah. I think it was like in the ESV NIV uh, switch to was somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's probably a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that would be because I'm a little older. <laughs> yeah, perhaps maybe. I don't know. No, I remember when we used NIV. It's yeah. not super long ago. And we had like the augmented psalm book, right? Like where the augment came out. And we yeah, we had that in. like the thin yeah. one for a while. Yeah. So I think that was part of that. And then we, we redid the psalms. I think they went back to the text a little bit more. But yeah, so we'll talk about Parnell's psalm book later, which is quite but, cool. Yeah, but the fact that they made the changes, like it's kind of went from the seminary top down throughout was yeah. interesting to me. Because if we were to make changes here, which like, you know, wouldn't be like proposed yeah. it, it goes up the chain through, you know, from yeah. accessory to, to classes and regional and mm-hmm. eventually general synod. Yeah, we should really do an episode on that. Um, the how that whole structure and hierarchy. Yeah. I think that's not understood really well. So I don't understand it that well, even though I know in concept how it's supposed to be understood. And I don't understand why. So And you're should, on council now, too. We should Sheesh. Well, I know like uh, the level, you know, the the reasons why these things exist, but I would love, you know, love somebody to come in and tell us about. Yeah, no, it'd be good to get a good explanation yeah. of, you know, what it is, why it was set up and, and yeah. why we have it like so. And how do you actually change stuff? But obviously that was, that was different though from like for Stag when he was talking about it. Um, he talked about uh, being in a council meeting or something um, in the church and then being silent as a, as a missionary because he didn't want to be like, this is how you do it. He wanted mm-hmm. them to figure it out. Yep. But then he was talking about the actual structure of how they do things. And it was like totally different than here. Like, you can't expect that it's going to be the same, I guess. Mm-hmm. But even there, like, for they sure. had the for ministers sure. there weren't like, you know, you're instructed for this long. You take, you know, a year to do an internship in your last year of the seminary. Like, it just was different. Yeah. Because they just, yeah. It's not it's not the same culture. It's not the same setup. So, totally. So, yeah. anyways, he said the other thing about the psalm, the psalms were to make them understandable for singing in your church. So, it can't be like, you know, very, you know, archaic language that was straight yeah. out of the Bible. That's to make them understandable so that while you're singing them, that you actually, I guess, mentally responding. Check in, in worship. And yeah. understand it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, huh. yeah, no, that was, that was mm-hmm. neat. And they had a kind of a selection of, he said, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah, which, cool. Was, which is cool. Yeah. Which, yeah it's right in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't, can't really get mad at that. But that was kind of neat how they kind of had three different sections that way and, and how they went about choosing those. Yeah. But it's interesting that they also distinguish between the three, too, because we would hear, I think. Um, yeah, well, like, what's it the was, difference between a spiritual song and a hymn? Right. But we would, like, say, like, you wouldn't sing praise and worship songs in church. Right. Yeah. And we're very selective about, you know, the, the praise and worship. Like, if we're going to bring something into our hymn book, yeah, right. you know, it's very calculated. Right. Uh, yeah. And so there, there, too, they said, well, OK, this song, this hymn doesn't really fit into our hymn section for some reason. He mm-hmm. said some of them might be able to, but like some of them were, were not really, yeah. you know, they just didn't have the same depth, I guess. Yeah. And so like they stayed in the spiritual song category, which is interesting. It I was like, t- he said like they're like campfire songs, right? Which yeah. you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. yeah. I wonder what people think. Uh, and maybe you guys can weigh in on this too for Instagram or, or for anybody who's just listening to this after the fact too, is what do you think, even if you like the current setup in terms of what we're singing in our churches and you're fine with it the mechanisms we have to change songs or even just make other sorts of changes too. Yeah. Like how, like what do people think about that? Like, is it too long of a process to change a song or is oh, there yeah, enough room right. for, cause a lot of churches will do like the pre-service you mean like songs. sending it to synod to well, get Well, I just mean like, or? say you had a song, like it's a balance between, you know, not rushing and making, you know, rash changes, but also like 
at a certain point, you just want to sing the song and everyone can agree mm-hmm. it's a good song, but you're held back by mm-hmm. seemingly red tape, which, right. so I, I'm just wondering what people think of that. Those kind of two, two poles yeah. there and, and where well, we I, fall yeah, in our churches. I want to hear like why, like we haven't really, we've talked a bunch about psalm singing on this podcast, but we haven't really talked about our specific, like why, well, yeah, why the changes go through this process that they go through. You yeah. know, I know that there's a committee set up in order to investigate this stuff. But like, what does that committee do? I don't really know. Right. So yeah, it'd be interesting to get somebody well, on to talk about that too. It's just how easy is it or how hard is it to get a song added or a song changed? Like it takes a lot of work. So yeah. I'd just be curious if people think like uh, the burden is too high to change a song, which is seemingly right. less of a yeah, significant I think that thing. Would be a view that would be pretty alive. But I it's would. also, I, I think the, yeah. the the unity that they demonstrated in, in P&G, which was really cool, was like they had a, they really wanted a, a unified song book for some reason. Um, personally, I think there's a lot of value in that. They That's never had it, I guess. Easy. And they were like, well, it would be really cool if we yeah. had it. So, um, here at, you know, maybe it's something we take for granted because we've just had it for forever. Yeah. We, we're looking for change um, and we're kind of trying to spice it up a bit, but yeah, I think we should not lose sight of the fact that it is very valuable to be singing, you know, sing from the same song sheet as it were. Yeah. So well, we'll get that into that with Pernell too, because it's like, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can just jump into that too. Like, what did you think of, of what pastor Bruce had to say? Yeah. I mean, like. I, I listened to it a couple times and then, and, uh, he was, he was really well put. It was also over zoom. So we like, yeah, we, were, we weren't able to interact quite as well, yeah. but, um, the way he put things was like, yeah, you can tell he came from a different, um, uh, spot in the world than we do. Like it was like, yeah, uh, he came from different. a different perspective. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, but I, what hit me right, like reflecting on it was that like, he was kind of like unapologetic for, um, what would you say? Like, it's not really a, you say it's not a progressive thing. Like, um, they don't have like the evangelical, like, um, he mentioned worship wars, but like, he didn't have the worship war, um, mentality in his yeah, church he wasn't band and whatever. Yeah. Right. But then it was also really unapologetic about like, you know, no, we do it like this. And like, there's a, there's a really good reason. And then he didn't, he wasn't like, well, you know, we've been thinking about, no, it was like, this yeah, is what we do. This is kind so of like reflecting. On, I was like, well, yeah. I guess like, if you just think about it like that and it's like, well, you can just be, you can sing the Psalms and then, you know, we'll talk about this book too. It's really cool. Um, different tunes, different things, whatever. And then just, be, this is what we do. Cause this is, you know, sung gospel. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat. It was, uh, he kind of talked about uh, a few different groups cause I asked him, so how much of it, it, how much of a challenge is it for people when they come to your church? Like they find out you're a acapella, mm-hmm. B you sing only Psalms. Yeah. Um, and he said, typically it, it comes down to three groups. One, you have reformed believers, they're looking for a faithful reformed church yeah. and they discover you in their, in their town or city or area. Yeah. And they're like, great. Awesome. This is what I'm looking for. I'm on board. And that's usually a pretty seamless transition. And then secondly, you have uh, the people who are you know atheists or different religion or no religion, whatever. And they, uh, they kind of come to church and it's all kind of brand new for them. Yeah. And so he said in his experience, they usually latch on really fine. And they just kind of accept it because this is what church is for them. And right, that's, yeah, they've, they don't have any, that's all they've known. Nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. the third kind of group is the evangelicals and like kind of like the people who would be broadly Christian. But yeah, I would say church. Church, church people would might people, be a way yeah. of you could describe it. And they, they know the gospel, but like they're not, uh, they haven't had real yeah. Yeah, meat and potatoes, sort of like solid theology. And they're looking for a bit deeper, yeah. deeper preaching, uh, more gospel centered, more scripture centered. Yeah. But they do like the uh, the songs maybe that they've had to sing in the past in church. So then they, yeah, right. he said, that's usually a bit of a rub right there. They find that tough, hmm. which honestly kind of seems like it would be similar for in our churches in terms of 
the types of people who you know, like who want to be singing more. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny because songs. I think like if you, yeah, we, I don't know, we can't really say we straddle the line between the two, but like we have some, this, the hymns that we sing, um, you know, are more yeah, based on um, the, the, sorry, the New Testament, right? It's like, uh, we oh, sing, dude, there's plenty Mark, of old ones we sing too. Martin Luther's like, yeah, talk oh, about, yeah, check our, talk our, about our art later. Check out our new art. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into um, it at the end of the pod. But, um, pretty pumped. But we that. sing psalms like that, or sorry, hymns like that. Yeah, um, kind of like straddle the line. But then I guess like if if you show up to a, a church where like you're used to seeing Amazing Grace and all these mm-hmm. um, other you know say traditional tra- Christian traditional hymns. Christian hymns. Yeah, and you come to a church that's the Psalms. I can see it being like, well, you know what? There's value in this, and then and then going out of your way to search for the value in it is like I think that. To me, it would be like, oh, you know what? I should really think about what I'm singing because there's a reason why they only have these and not all the other ones that are really, you know, say easier to understand or like, you know, more often understood as Christian psalms. Yeah. Right. So that to me, I would be like really thinking about the words every Sunday. So for at least for a time, it would be useful yeah. for me, I think. Yeah. So that, that kind of comes back to my question. Like if we were to make changes to our songbook, is the standard too high right now or is it high enough for a reason because it's such a serious thing to change the songs. Yeah, right. I, I'm just putting that out as an open question. Well, I'm I sure. mean, part of this whole whole experiment last with the last podcast was like um, thinking about how we view the Psalms as opposed to our hymns. Right. And so, like, we got two kind of distinct, like, you know, verse tags. Well, there was no Psalms being sung because they didn't have the Psalms. But then they were they brought the Psalms in as like people, this is what we should be singing. Like, right? There was a value there assigned yep. to those, and they brought. I think they said they brought thirty in, um, and yeah. then obviously. Parnelli said, so well, like, no, no hymns, just psalms, which is, like, yeah, a whole different thing. To which, like, it's not wrong. Like, that's the psalms are great. Yeah, well, that's just So then they were, like, but why yeah. limit yourself, maybe? Yeah. I, I right. didn't get a chance to really ask but him he that. Did, he did say, like, it, it does capture, like, the whole, um, the psalm. Oh, your dad would agree with this. But it, it captures <laughs> the whole uh, experience of being a Christian, right? All the emotion and all the stages of, well, the of your did, life. And, definitely. And, right. And then, But even as Reverend Verstag pointed out, like, Yes, the Psalms point to Christ, and yes, Christ is, is in the Psalms and very much throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is not explicitly mentioned, and there are yeah, like right. you know, there's a lot that hymns have to offer in terms of well, that's uh, that's a, the a thing, full like, view with Old and New Testament yeah. in mind. Newcomers don't hear you know Jesus's name being sung. Which really. proponents of the Psalms, I don't think, would disagree. Yeah, certainly not in our churches. I don't think. Yeah, right. Like people people like people understand we have a mix yeah. for a reason. But it's think, like, how much do we value the Psalms as opposed to everything else? Yeah, that kind of, it does in some way, uh, yeah, you know, kind of make your attitude one way or the other on this. Like, yeah, uh, like if yeah. you place them a bit higher, which I mean, lyrically, it's it's very hard to argue with them because it's it's straight yeah. scripture. Well, that's what Parnell said too. He was like, it's hard to argue with the Psalms. Like, yeah, yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. But then, yeah, like you know, musically, obviously, yeah. there's a tremendous amount you can do yeah. with that, and and people have done. Yeah. Um, well, so was, yeah. So anyway, I want to show this book, but like. So Bruce Parnell, after graciously sent us two copies of this, um, it's the book of, of the book of Psalms for worship. So this is like, I think this is, is this strictly the RPCNA church book? It was developed at, as a Psalms yeah, I think so. for worship book. But it's got multiple tunes. And the interesting thing I found in this, in this book was um, the, yeah, they have multiple tunes for the Psalms, but they have the Psalms broken up, um, which we didn't get into in the podcast. He didn't explain that. Um, maybe because he just took it as a given, but it's broken down from like, um, so they have a one A and one B, but the one A actually deals with the first part, part of the Psalm. And then one B would deal with the second half of the Psalm or something. So they would, they break the the Psalm up into uh, tunes that uh, well 
um, capture the mood of a certain portion of the actual salt. So I thought it was like cool. Like, hmm. so well, yeah, 118 has, or 119 obviously has like, like there's like 50 different tunes Portions, to that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. different like uh, sections. sections of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not quite 50. They didn't quite get through the alphabet, but, hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I thought like when we asked if they just used Geneva to- tunes or other tunes, I was picturing like the discussion in our church is more like, um, okay, we're going to sing Psalm seven. Uh, do you want to sing it with this tune or do you want to sing it with that tune? Or do we have people come up like with a different tune, whatever. Right. Um, whereas they were doing it like, okay, we have uh, a Psalm. Now let's capture the essence of what like it would be to sing that Psalm in, you know, this, this section of the Psalm would be somber. And then this section would be, you know, a little bit joy, hmm. more joyous or like, yeah. you know, this, this portion is like responding in a different way than the other portion or whatever. So it was like an admission of guilt and then, a, and then, you know, salvation or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So that, I think they capture that well in here. So that's interesting. That's, it's not like, we I mean, could, I obviously haven't sung it for years, but yeah, fair enough. just it, at a glance, that looks like what they're trying to do. So it's it really cool. And it's not like we couldn't do that with our current book. Oh, like it would just require, I mean, this gave me a better appreciation. For I was like, yeah, some oh, coordination, <laughs> yeah, some coordination yeah. between the, the pastor and the, yeah. and the musicians, musicians. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That so, could be done. That so was really cool. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. and then especially, yeah, some of the longer Psalms, I know that they do, um, they encourage accompanists in our church too, to, um, really understand what they're, what they're accompanying. Is, is this like a joyful Psalm and then how is it responding to the message? Right. And then to play in a way that the congregation kind of gets that feel, which is a very, I don't know how you do that, but I've seen it done yep. and explained. And it was like, wow, that's interesting. But mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, this was like a very concerted effort to sing the Psalms in a way that's like, wow, I think we could probably learn something from this book. So, yeah. So my, pretty, yeah, I don't know. My takeaway from this is like, there's a lot of value in the Psalms and we mm-hmm. can probably do more to get more out of them. Yeah. But also, you know, there's lots of great hymns out there too. So if we want to add them, well, we're not here to solve the problem. Oh, we're not, <laughs> but this, this is just like my yeah. takeaway going forward. It's like, okay, yeah. Psalms are great. This is good. We can do better with the Psalms that we have maybe improve the tunes or sing them in different manners, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then if we want to add more hymn, hymns and more contemporary Psalms or songs rather, like how would we go about doing that? Yeah. Right. Like, is, it, is the process too long or is it too short? Maybe some would say, or yeah, yeah. is it the burden of proof too high? Like it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. So. Well, we're probably not going to solve anything. So yeah, um, no, I'm running that voice power here <laughs> clearly. So, uh, yeah. but we, yeah, we should get to some, some news and some updates. Uh, if people yeah. are interested people in live. We don't have any answers or uh, Do we have any questions, questions or any questions, comments, Tim? anything, See anything crazy. Everyone's just, Tim. Everyone's just thumbs up on Instagram. Yeah. There's, all right. Drop a comment, drop an emoji, whatever cool. you want. Tim's saying, no, we don't have any questions. So well, people are listening. Actually, that's good. We got surprising to me. Yeah. So that's cool. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Um, so anyways, you'll probably see if you're watching this, even after the fact on YouTube, we got some new, new art. We actually got some more behind us, but we can't see oh, it. So excited. Um, Re- reform perspective, just, uh, Give us yeah. more money for the new budget year. <laughs> yeah. So very, this is like, yeah. yeah, this isn't how we're spending all of it. Um, well, you need some good art, man. So yeah, hopefully we decorate this place a little bit nicer and, uh, you know, then, uh, Jason Bauman will be proud of us. Yeah. Beautifying our space. Hopefully, so. hopefully it's coming along step by step. But yeah, yeah we've got, we got an iron sharpens iron, uh, thing here. Proverbs 27 verse 17. So yeah, that cool. kind of speaks to, uh, you know, a large, uh, portion of the show and then why we're doing this and you know yeah. why we're doing it on podcasts and not in a in an article i think that was like one of our biggest things to, for starting this you know yeah having able to ask questions as someone makes a point is like you know the iron sharpens iron yeah, debate so, conversation yeah. improves both sides yeah uh, we got martin luther obviously uh, reformation uh 
hero of the faith and yep. just a bit of a funny uh, and john calvin thing there john calvin and then actually you pull up those two we got some cool instagram can't see that yet or to people who are here listening. yeah so this was just cool i don't know more of my taste but this is the original patent i just touched my mic the original patent for a microphone in the states so i thought yep. that was kind of interesting and you know historical we got a fancy uh C.S. Lewis. Fancy artistic C.S. Lewis. Yeah. So. A little abstracty kind of thing. Yeah. Strap cool. hard if you guys like that. Appreciate it. And then we got a, uh, just a spiritual song. A spiritual song, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, would that be a hymn or a spiritual song? It's yeah. the older rugged cross. That would be a uh, hymn that didn't make it into song the hymns, sheet. but is a spiritual song. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, isn't that Johnny that. Cash or somebody? Oh, he sings a version yeah. of the old rugged cross. Yeah. It's great too. Good. Um, so yeah. So yeah. that's just uh, some updates in the. On the, on the uh, set. On the set. Yeah, we got a um, sign in the works too. So, Zebra, yeah, zebra yeah, Sign's working on that for us. up a little bit. So, appreciate that. Um, you know, settle in. Yeah. Um, Content-wise. Yeah, we should talk about uh, what we plan to do with these feedback episodes. So, we've been... Um, hemming and hawing. Yeah, we've been humming and hawing about... Humming and hawing? Yeah. Hemming. Hemming and hawing? Hemming. H-E-M-M-I-N-G. Hemming and hawing. H-A-W-I-N-G. Hum? Like, hmm. No. No? Hem. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. We'll look that up later. I'm always hemming. Right. I'm definitely right. Like the bottom of your pants? Yes. Hemming and hawing. What's uh, a hawing? Weigh man? in on Instagram. Let us know. Heeing and hawing, maybe. I think it's hemming. All right. Um, yeah. So we've been talking about, we've been talking about uh, what to do with these feedback episodes. And, uh, you know, so this first thing is uh, we're going to try to go live with these, I think, moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think we decided on that. Yeah. Give it a go. I just want to just Hopefully say that YouTube, outside. maybe. Or unless you guys let us know if you prefer Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever. Um, if we do it on YouTube, it saves us on editing. So, yeah. Um, so that's the one thing. Hopefully we can get some questions in. Uh, we'll let you know when we're going live and then, you know, we can get some questions in live maybe and, and kind of interact with them. Yeah. From what we'll, we've heard from people. We'll be more organized. On yes. This. Yeah. Uh, of course. Um, and then the other thing was um, our next episode in, in cultural issues. Yeah. So we're we're, we're kind of, well, we're also kind of curious with the feedback episodes, like what you guys think of them. We're trying to change up a little bit here. The frequency of them too like we do them once a month usually two weeks after mm-hmm. uh we drop an episode uh, we don't want to leave you hanging for a month without content because um but at the same time yeah. like we could also do more interviews type stuff like every three weeks and then do this kind of longer form feedback uh, what once every like two or three months yeah so you get less of time with us but more time with the experts <laughs> no, I one's mean, gonna, yeah. got, no, no one's gonna object to the last time with us so so they're already like get done they're, yeah they're like so, yes okay so ooh, that's kind of the direction we're thinking unless uh yeah unless that so, sounds terrible yeah our other thought was know. like to interact with some cultural uh issues or some current events or something uh together on here yeah that people are engaged with stuff uh, like that so pal of ours mike hutton who just yeah. kind of got connected with recently yeah so he's well so he's not gonna be our next episode uh we're gonna throw a bonus episode in yeah because we're just gonna do kind of a fun style just three guys having a conversation Mike yep. uh, Mike says he's not an expert. I don't actually believe that. He's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> yeah. he, he has his own podcast, One Christian Thinks. And it's yeah, just, we, have we plugged this podcast? On? I think you have probably once or twice. Yeah, maybe. everyone should go listen to it. Uh, One, One Christian, Christian Thinks. Um, you don't always have to agree with him, but uh, go listen to it. It's basically, he does, what, 20, 30-minute length episodes? Yeah, generally? just monologues. Um, Audio essays, really. Yeah. It's really well put together. Explaining like, uh, cultural issues, uh, Black Lives Matter. He's done COVID, masks, symbolism, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and he tackles it uh, in a really deep way, really well researched, comprehensive. Um, yeah, super comprehensive of the issues. Yep. And then, you know, maybe it's from one one avenue of research, anyways. But definitely worth worth uh, checking out. Yeah, for sure, worth engaging so, with too. So, so anyways, we're gonna have him on, so because he's worth listening to. So, 
Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And that's going to be just kind of a free flowing, like I say, a conversation. Yeah. Three guys just talking about our current cultural context, um, different broader mm -hmm. ideas. You know, uh, postmodernism, yeah. Marxism, oh, don't start listing things because there's really there's critical like theory, critical race theory, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All these things that kind of coalesce and intersect, and intersectionality is another <laughs> one too. You know, like you can go, I can go on all day about this stuff. There's so it many things. Yep, but yeah, that's, so that's to give you a general idea. That's what we'll be talking about. And yep. um, if it goes well, we might start making that more of a regular thing, and we'll kind of tie it into our feedbacks. Mm -hmm. That's still up in the air. So again. Yep. Send us your feedback. Let us know what you think of that idea. Yeah. And then hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get, we're going to try to make that one long too. So if you, it could be three it hours, up, we might end up doing so, three hours. So, yeah. And uh, if we're eating during it, well, then that's just how it is. And we, we have no idea. Like if you guys want to listen to that, awesome. I'm sure maybe a few will. We'll see if more people do. And we're kind of just going to experiment with that. But yeah. in the meantime, we'll keep our regular episodes going. So we'll do like a three Christians think podcast. Yeah. There three Christians attempt to think. Yes. Yeah. We need a catchy little name for it too. Something like culture corner or something. So uh, yeah. again, if you guys got suggestions, hit us up, drop a, drop a comment there. Would appreciate it. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. I know. You can use your finger. Yeah. yeah. yeah kind of neat. I feel like Ben Shapiro or somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, drop right. a comment gang. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, uh, what we'll we should talk about our upcoming is mental health is our next episode. Yeah. Too. Right. Right. So um, guest is, uh, I don't know if we can announce it yet. It's pretty much confirmed, but I wouldn't want to put, uh, yeah. him or her in a tough spot. So, yeah. So, uh, but we'll yeah, let you know via social media very yeah. soon. We had a lot of good engagement on uh, some of our Instagram stories and things like that, like yeah. you threw out and, uh, people were very excited to hear about mental health. And stuff like that. seems like another one of these big <laughs> topics too, just in the same vein of yeah, for uh, sure. addiction. So if you have any questions about that too, uh, send them our way because we, you know, we know uh, roughly what to ask, but uh, if anything, you know, we got a good outline, but yeah, if you send us a good question, we'll see if we can sneak it in yeah. at this point. So hundred percent. That's it. We've been talking long enough. So good stuff. we'll wrap this show up. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. listening. Yep. Uh, yeah. Keep having real conversations. We'll catch you next time. Good stuff. Cheers. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to contact us, just shoot us an email at reformedrealtalk@gmail.com. If you want to find us online, go to realtalkpodcast.ca. If you're looking for us on social media or any favorite podcast app, just search Reformed Real Talk and we should come up. Looking forward to your feedback as that's what helps us grow and improve as podcasters. This show was produced by myself, Lucas Holtfluer, Tyler Vanderwood, and Tim Moonwoodberg. The theme music was made by Calvin Hutton, the table and cabinet in the studio here were made by Ethan Vanderwood of Eureka Woods. And that's all the credits for now, folks. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were informed and inspired by this episode. Till next time. Bye-bye.